Welcome home, cheater. This is the podcast where we pull back the sheets on infamous infidelities throughout history and pop culture. I'm Elm. And I'm Audrey. And this is our first episode. Welcome to the pod. Yeah, pretty exciting. We've talked about this for months, which is the process of every podcast ever, where you spend at least six months talking about how you're going to do it, and then not do it, and then finally decide to do it. <laughs> I think, honestly, it's been close to a year now. I feel like we conceived of the idea last winter while, like, stuck inside. Probably. That's probably accurate. Um, okay, so, as we said in the beginning, this is going to be a podcast where we talk about famous infidelities in history and pop culture. That means cheating. Yeah, for those of you who did not, who don't have master's degrees like us, <laughs> it's... um. Infidelity means cheating, and we're cutting that to be relatable for the people. <laughs> I know it's. I'm so sorry, the people. Um, I I'm too highbrow. Um, but you know, as I think, as children of divorce, we're experts on this subject. Sure, surely we must be. Surely we must be. So each episode, kind of to explain some structure, um, one of us will tell a story per episode to give each other maximum drama to spill. And um, our first episode is me. And by the way, this is Elm again. <laughs> this is Audrey, so you can get to know our voices. Yeah, this is us. As we will soon know you this and your us. hearts and homes. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so uh, any guesses on what I did this week? I'm trying to think of your list of, like, your top six. Mm-hmm. I'm going to guess has to do with royalty. Ding, ding, ding. And you asked your grandmother and my mother and my mom and your mom so it's like a mom story yeah it is it's really a mom story actually I already told my mom the other day I was like asking her in the car I was like can you brainstorm some things because I just feel like she's a treasure trove of that knowledge like I'll mention like no, same. some singer from the 70s and she'll be like he cheated on so-and-so with so-and-so and yeah like, it's just like this whole thing I don't know any of these people but she lived it yeah no I same <laughs> same with my mom like well because my mom loves like bravo mm-hmm. like my mom is a bravo girl and so like I remember when Scandaval happened, which I'm 100% claiming now that I'm going to cover. Yeah, like, I, I couldn't do it justice. <laughs> when Scandaval hit, like, my mom was like, have you heard? Like, my mom called me, like, she was like, oh my god. <laughs> like, which my mom is, like, never that person. So it was super funny. Like, because she'll tell you if you ask, but, like, she's never usually, like, a did you hear kind mm-hmm. of person. But she was like, did you hear about Ariana and Tom? And I was like, what? No. And then Haley called me. <laughs> and it was really funny. Haley is her friend who is not part of the pod, but is in spirit. And also in our hearts all the time. Mm-hmm. Love that, babe. Shout out. We know you're going to listen to this. Oh, yeah, for sure. And or if, if she doesn't, not we're not friends anymore. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Okay, but guessing. Guessing, yeah. guessing, guessing. Um... It's totally fine if you if you want to. I'm at a loss. I just want to be surprised. So this week I will be covering Prince Charles and Princess Diana. Yes, okay. I Um, wanted to say that, but I was like, that's brave for a first episode. Yeah, no, I wanted to That's a big undertaking. Yes, I wanted the ultimate mom story. I wanted to do a heavy hitter for the first episode, and it's something that like I kind of knew surface level details about it. Mm -hmm. I didn't know like deep what it meant and like all the things included in it. When I tell you that, like, I started listening to podcasts and reading articles about this, and I was like, oh, my fucking God, what did I do? Like, I almost gave up and switched to something else about halfway through, because I was like, this is so, there is so much. And then I kind of 
I sat down and was like, only through the lens of the infidelity. Not like, the whole life biography not the, of Diana. Not the biography yeah. oh of God. Diana or Charles, <laughs> because like, I started getting deep into their backgrounds and that started coloring the way that I was doing things. And I was like, no, I got to back up. Sure. Only focus on the relationship with like small details from their lives to make it make sense. And so that's kind of what I did. <laughs> and so are we ready to get started? Are you ready to hear about all the bits and bobbles of Let's the... dive on in. So um, I want to start off uh, as well with a slight trigger warning. There is talk of eating disorders in this. And there's also suicide mentions um, and suicidal ideation. So, like, I will try my best to, when we get to those parts, kind of alert you as to that content. Um, but let's start at the very beginning. So, Jian Jungkook was born in Busan, South Korea. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> um, sorry, I really wanted to do that joke so badly. Okay, um, good payoff. Thank you, I appreciate it. If you don't understand that, look it up. Because I'm not going to spend an hour explaining how people think that Jungkook is the reincarnation of Princess Diana. Oh, that's the connection. I, I just thought we were getting freaky with it. I completely forgot oh, about no. that Oh no, that's why it's connected is because people, he died and, or he died. D- Jungkook's still alive. Uh, Diana died. He and... lied, people died. <laughs> Shut up. But people think that Jungkook from BTS is the reincarnation of Princess Diana. And there's like, whole master posts on like twitter and tumblr with proof and it's actually really fun to read like it's really fun because people make a lot of like crazy connections patreon bonus episode obviously so okay for real let's start at the beginning so lady diana spencer and prince charles philip arthur george mountbatten windsor who are you why do you need that many names They met in November of 1977 at her family's estate called Althorpe when um, Charles was 29 and Diana was, guess the age? I'm going to want to say 16. Ding, ding, ding. Absolutely (gasps) right. Oh my God. She was 16. He was 29. That's the prime, like, meeting an older man that you're going to have a really inappropriate relationship with later on. Oh, a hundred, a hundred percent. The worst part is that he's dating her older sister, Lady Sarah Spencer, and that's how they meet, is he's over at their house, like, dating her sister cool cool (laughs) and basically the only reason because sarah's like head over heels for charles which again i don't get it like i i've been watching videos i've been watching like i've been watching documentaries i've been listening to things and i'm like i don't fucking get it i his ears audrey (laughs) his ears shall we pull up a pic yeah, look I'm gonna up. I'm gonna let you look keep telling the story, and I'm gonna look up that year and just yeah, look see what I'm working with because it's not good. Like it's not good, and Diana and Sarah are so beautiful. Like I'm obsessed with Diana's nose. I think she has one of the most beautiful noses I've. Oh ever yeah, seen. I feel like at this point she's like famous among the like lesbian community for like. Uh-huh. Let's, let's put it politely. Pussy eating job, pussy eating nose. Yeah, no, well, and also the short hair, like the butch clothing, like. The running shorts. Yeah, I was about to say, what is it like? The tracksuit, like the it's, well, it's like it's the thing? it's the crew neck sweatshirt and the biking shorts. Like that's what, which like honestly, I get it. That like, would be like TikTok get ready with me outfit of the day these days. Yeah, there's a lot here, and it's it's not saying good gene pool. No, it's saying inbred, like yeah. which we know is true because literally yeah. his parents are cousins. Queen Elizabeth and Philip are cousins, were cousins. Don't rest in peace, but like. Yeah, like, the, it, the British royal family is so incested. The, like, the it's chapped so... lips. I'm like, you have all the money what in the lips? world. What lips? And, yeah, what lips? <laughs> what lips? But what is there is, like... Chapped to hell. Is, is flaky. 
Yeah, and the try to the, the wannabe Beatles haircut. Like Aww. you are oh, not that's them. Too sad. <laughs> I know. Like he's trying to be cute and he's not. Yeah, and like that's like the whole thing is like Charles is known for being this like very sensitive. Generally speaking, he's considered kind of a wuss. Like he's like artsy and academic, and like he loves the outdoors, but like not in a sporty way. Like. And it's like he's like his dad sees him as a massive disappointment, which I'm like, I mean, is Philip wrong? Like, I don't agree with Prince Philip, but also like, check yourself. (laughs) They meet when she's 16. He's dating her older sister. And the only reason him and Sarah break up is because they go on this big group skiing trip. And one of the things that is like a huge no-no when you're dating a British person is talking to journalists without alerting the crown. And like, Sarah breaks that rule and says one of the sickest burns I've ever heard in my life, which like for somebody who's quote unquote head over heels, I, this is iconic to say about the, the person you're dating. She says, and I quote, she wouldn't marry Charles if he were the dustman or the king of England. So basically saying if he was a garbage man or the king, I don't want to marry him. Damn. And like, and she, I think she was probably joking. Like, yeah, like I think she was like, protest too much sort of thing. Or I think just, so. Yeah. Like, I think, well, I think like, cause the other thing is like the journalists were kind of like palling around with her. So I think she was like mm-hmm. joking with them. Mm-hmm. And then when she told Charles, she spoke to the journalist, he said, oh, we don't do that. And then yeah. broke up with her. And we know that family can't take a joke. Oh God, no. They can never take a joke. Like it physically does not like exist in their head. Yeah. It, like a 404 error like pops up in their brain when somebody makes a joke. They're like. But it's not serious. Like, they don't understand. And it's like, but that's not true. And you're just like, okay. Like, I okay. And you just, like, walk away. It's so weird. But so a, a reporter later asks Charles if he remembers what his first impression of Diana was when they met. And it's Diana and him together in this interview. And he says, I remember thinking what a very jolly and amusing and attractive 16-year-old she was, Charles remembered. Mm. I mean, great fun and bouncy and full of life and everything. Oh, and like, bouncy? Like, I just, there's got to be better adjectives. It's gross on that front, and then it's so sad because it's like, you wanted her full of life, and then you and your evil fucking family just like sapped every single ounce. And I'm oh not my even God. like, I know there's like hardcore Diana stands. I'm... I'm, like, neutral to positive on her. No, like, I same. think she's probably pretty cool, same. but I just have never really dived in enough to get the full story. But even that, I'm just like, ugh, like. No, it's so weird. Like, it's, like, it's it's the most blatant display of, like, an older man being like, oh, she's, like, young. Yeah. yeah. And that's what I like yeah. about her. <laughs> like, it's, like, it's it's not, he basically, he should have just said, oh, she's young. And he's going to drain the blood out of her like a spider. Yeah, he's going to recycle his blood with hers. Anyway, they start dating around 1980. In July, so when they meet again in July of 1980, Charles and Diana are staying at a mutual friend's home in Sussex. And Charles was won over by her observations of him, like any fucking narcissist is, where she's like a 16, or at this point she's like, she's 19, and she's like, She's talking to him about seeing him at his great uncle's funeral. (laughs) Because, so I guess Charles, you know, Philip hates Charles. So does the queen. Like, they both, like, very clearly don't like him. Which I think is hysterical. It's also great Um, foreshadowing. Super good foreshadowing. I mean, the queen's favorite child is Andrew. 
Not a good kicker on that one. (laughs) like, the super wrong horse. And then (laughs) Philip's favorite child is Anne. And and Anne's kind of a badass. I'll give him that. But, like, all of... The sister who was, like, uh, dating the bisexual dude in that season of The Crown that I watched? (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Um, Oh, yeah. I think so. Later played by... No, not Olivia Coleman. No, she by someone hot. Yeah. Yeah, no, Anne... Anne is, like, the one who she she also gets divorced. She's cosmopolitan. She's cosmopolitan. She's also just, like, very... She's, like, Anne's, like, a very free spirit. Lord Mountbatten, Charles's great uncle, is more of a dad to him than Philip. So when he died, he was, like, devastated, which, like, I get as somebody who's close to, like, random members of my family. But, like, so I guess Diana said, you looked so sad when you walked up the aisle at Lord Mountbatten's funeral. It was the most tragic thing I've ever seen. My heart bled for you when I watched, and I thought, it's wrong. You're lonely. You should be with somebody to look after you. The next minute, he leapt on me practically, and I thought this was very strange, too. And I wasn't quite sure how to cope with all of this. That's so much to unpack. There is so much to unpack there. Like, it's kind of a, I can fix him. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. He's gonna trap you in his crazy family. Well, so for context... (laughs) So I listened to numerous podcasts and like the the one that was the most helpful and the most informative was You're Wrong About. Oh yeah, I have listened to their series on Diana, but the information like moved out of my brain, <laughs> totally, so totally. I'm very Well, it's a five-part series. Yeah. It's really long. Mm-hmm. But like it was really helpful and actually really good and informative. The one thing that all of the podcasts that I listened to and all of the things that I read, because I when I tell you I read so many things and like listened to so many things and watched so many documentaries. Nobody kind of makes these connections, or if they do, they don't say them out loud, that, like, Diana is the prototype or, like, the blueprint of daddy issues. Like, her parents are divorced. She, they wanted her to be a boy. When she was born, they hadn't even picked out girl names. So it took them days to name her, and they were, Super normal beginning to bring a child in. Yeah, and then sent her mom to a clinic to figure out why she was only having girls. Like, super weird. And, yeah. <laughs> gotta go to the boy clinic. Gotta go to the boy clinic. Um, But, so it's, like, super, a lot of pressure. She was a very lonely kid. She was really isolated. And so I think she just, like, she notices loneliness in people, like, really quickly. Mm. And wants to help. But there are some people who don't deserve it, Diana. There are some people who don't deserve your help, a.k.a. a narcissistic prince. She talks all the time about, like, in interviews after their divorce, like, things that he would say that she was like I couldn't ever think of somebody thinking this way because like she had a flat with three roommates she worked multiple jobs like she was relatively speaking like I mean she grew up on a 25 acre estate on the palace grounds like the people's princess she's not normal (laughs) but like she enjoyed slow normalcy sure like she was a kindergarten teacher she was a nanny like she really there was this interview I'm so sorry there's this interview that I have to tell you about because it was so cute where she's being followed by the paparazzi. And this is like when she first starts dating Charles. And she keeps telling the the paparazzi to be careful because they're like walking backwards trying to talk to her. And she's like, oh, watch out. Oh, be careful. And it's like really sweet because you can tell she's genuinely like concerned. She like sees other people as human beings. Yeah. Which, and again, the royal family does, doesn't do. Really used to. No, they don't do that. And so um, she like, this little boy across the street yells, Diana, Prince Charles is your boyfriend. And she, like, laughs. Like, she thinks it's really funny. And then, like, this little boy comes up behind her and is, like, making faces at the camera. And she doesn't get all huffy or, like, push him away. She, like, laughs and just kind of lets him do what it, like. And so I was like, oh, this is just kind of a normal person who got thrust into a really extraordinary situation. Yeah. And, like, doesn't know how to deal with it or cope. 
and which is like, who among us? Who among us knows how to cope? I don't. So she wins him over by being like, you are so sad. <laughs> like, and like, honestly, when men are sad, it is kind of hot. I'll give her that. Like, we'll give her that. But like, when I, boys still cry, doubt that like, I still Ugh. doubt that he was, though. I bet he was a really ugly cracker. Oh, my God. With that face? Yeah. <laughs> With that British George W. Bush face, like, there's no way he was hot while crying. They date for essentially six months, and then he proposes to her. Charles proposes to Diana on February 3rd, 1981 at Windsor Castle with very little fanfare. It is not romantic. (laughs) It is more like a business exchange, but kind of a joke. So Charles said, will you marry me? And I laughed, Diana recalled. I remember thinking, this is a joke. And I said, yeah, okay, and laughed. He was dead serious. He didn't like stay and kiss her or like anything. Like he goes and tells the queen. And then he comes back and she's like, Diana says, I love you. I love you. Like she, she repeatedly says it. And then he says, whatever love means. And I'm like, girl, that's the, you're living in the factory where the red flags are being made. Like (laughs) if a man replies to you, he proposes to you. And instead of, I love you too, he says, whatever love means. But first he's got to go talk to his mommy. But he's got to go talk to his mommy first. But like the craziest part of this is that's, Only the first time he says that phrase. He will say it again. And it's coming up very soon because, um, basically, (laughs) sorry, I wrote a lot about the ring, which we'll get to in a second because I I am fascinated by this. I do love Japanese horror movies. (laughs) It's a fantastic movie, to be fair. I'm dying to see how it ties into the story. Yeah, right. So, um... On February 24th, they announced their engagement to the public. Um, And this is one, this video is one of the most, so I get really bad secondhand embarrassment. Like to the point where sometimes like if I'm watching something, I have to leave the room. Odd has been my filter for this for years. Thank God. I love you. And like, well, I'll be watching something. I'm like, can you tell me what it's done? And she's like, yeah. And so, cause like, I just can't, like it physically hurts me. It took so much to watch this interview because She's so clearly, like, delighted and head over heels, and he is so not. Like, he he's pleased with himself. That's how I would describe it. It's like, she's happy, he's pleased with himself. Um, because the reporter is like, he's like, well, you're obviously in love. Charles then says, whatever love means. And Diana rolls her eyes because she thinks he's like, making a callback to their engagement and is like oh that's our cute little inside joke our cute little inside joke that, that you don't me. love yeah. me yeah like it's so like every straight couple our cute little inside joke that you don't love me yeah that you don't love me and that i'm head over heels and would do anything for you um but so one of the interesting things about her ring because i mean it's such an iconic ring like i i feel like when you talk about engagement rings everybody knows like everybody brings up diana's going on the google right now yeah to refresh because my memory Kate Middleton has it, and I, I'm not I'm not a big fan of her. <laughs> um, it's so the ring itself, generally speaking, for for um, royal people in the British family, all engagement rings are bespoke. So they are used. They take jewels from other vintage pieces in their collection. So like a tiara, a necklace, a bracelet, something like that, and they repurpose it into a bespoke engagement ring. That's the tradition. That's how it goes. Charles didn't do that. Charles bought it from a catalog, which was really interesting because that meant that other people could buy the same ring. 
Huh. I'm, um, I'm not quite sure how I feel about that. A, I love no, the ring. Looking at it I, now, it's a, and I'm like, it's a stunning ring. It is beautiful, and I would be happy to get that. But if I found out I was like the first in like however many in thousands of years of women, literally thousands I was of like, years, you got me the the mass produced one, sweetie. I mean, not like mass produced, but you know what I mean. Like, but it's no, but not... it's like it was a catalog ring. Yeah. Um, and it was a catalog, from a catalog. But like the ring itself is um, let's see. So it was worth. Thirty-seven thousand five hundred dollars uh, USD in nineteen eighty-one. So today it was worth one hundred twenty-two thousand seven hundred eighty-eight dollars. A modest asking price. A modest. They say three months' salary. <laughs> <laughs> well, baby girl, he doesn't have a job. <laughs> his salary is taxpayer money. <laughs> his job is prince. Yeah, his job is guy guy from england um mr england he is mr england himself well he is now actually but like i know we don't have to get into it because i will be here for hours i will be here for hours i hate the royal family anyway and yet they and yet they fascinate me so um so their wedding is a little like just about a year later one of the horrifying things um and this body dysmorphia and eating disorder trigger warning one of the most horrifying things I've ever heard, and Yudi and I were listening to this episode together at home. Yudi is our other uh, <laughs> former, well, Elm's current roommate, my former roommate, mutual friend. Yes. Uh, friend my, of the pod. I was going to say, my best friend of the pod for 15 years, um, Yudi and I met in high school. So Yudi and I were listening to the, to the You're Wrong About podcast. Her, in the span of four months, she went from a um, 28 waist to a 21. Good Lord. Because she, she, her bulimia became so severe mm-hmm. because she was so nervous and basically knew something was wrong. But they get married July 29th, 1981 at St. Paul's Cathedral. 750 million people from all around the world watch the wedding. Holy shit. Like people in the United States are waking up early to watch it. Like people around the world are setting alarms so that they know to wake up on time and watch it. Um, I mean, the dress is iconic. The veil is iconic. It's 24 feet long. She looks great. Like, she looks wonderful. It's very 80s, which I'm into. And leading up to the wedding, (laughs) they had only hung out 13 times. Total. That's like, like, if you did that with someone now, you wouldn't even know if you were dating or not. (laughs) You still have to have the what are we talking? You you would be in a situationship. Yeah. So they essentially sped run situationship to wedding to 750 million people? 100%. Well, one of the things that I really appreciated in um, several of the podcasts that I listened to is that they pointed out that Diana wasn't aware that essentially she was in an arranged marriage. Because she fit the criteria. Because, uh, well, actually, we'll get to this in a second. Put a pin in it. So leading up to the wedding, she's having some really serious concerns um, because of how close he remains to his ex-girlfriend, Camilla Parker Bowles. Um, we know her. We know her. We hate her. I hate her actually with like a passion that burns deep in my soul. Um, and yet there is later a moment where I respect her so much and I, you will too. But she shows up to the wedding wearing white. And a veil. I'm not kidding. Like, you look at pictures of her from the wedding, and I got angry. Like, I, I was like, cut. <laughs> I would be a little scared. I'd be like, what's she going to What's she going <laughs> to do What does she have here? planned? Yeah. Yeah. Well, but that's the thing. So Diana, later in an interview, says, she tells people, 
watch the video of the wedding. When I'm walking down the aisle, you can see me looking around. I'm looking for Camilla. She's ready to start running at any moment. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, and that's when I pulled out the axe. But like, but and you can see it in the video. I went back. I was like, I was like, okay, bet. And I watched the video. And I was like, oh, holy shit! Like, <laughs> but the craziest part is that they put Camilla. <laughs> They put Camilla behind a pillar. <laughs> Strategically <laughs> yes. located. No, they block. literally were like, well, she could never know. And Diana was like, like laser eyed to Camilla. <laughs> she's like, I smell a fucking rat. Where is it? Like, like she knows. She knows. Bitch, she's got her bitch seeking goggles on. Who's going to know? <laughs> They're going to know. Like, it's, it's so awful. And like, the whole thing is so stiff and awkward, but like, you can tell it's so weird because it's like stiff and awkward. I watched the whole wedding. I'm crazy. I'm a crazy person. I love research. And so I watched the whole wedding. It's so stiff. It's so formal. But you can tell that they're both, like, really happy. Sure. Which is weird. I think there's, like, like an endorphin that happens when you get married that just kind of... Well, and the public was so delighted. Like, everybody was calling it the fairy tale wedding. Everybody was calling it, like, the real fairy tale. Because it was, like, this, quote-unquote, normal girl marrying the prince. And, like, I'm like, well, she... Her best friend growing up was Andrew. Prince Andrew. Which, again, oof. But, like... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like oh god everybody keeps, everybody keeps fumbling that yeah. but like she grew up on the palace grounds this isn't a normal girl like and so it's but it was hyped up to be this like big like rags to riches story i want to go back in time now and i want to start with camilla and charles's relationship because this will provide a lot of context to the the problems during their engagement and the thing later obviously that ends their marriage So Camilla and Charles meet in 1970 at a polo match. She's not like other girls. (laughs) That's her whole thing. Like when you listen to anything about her, it's like she was not like other girls. Like she loves the outdoors. She loves hunting. She loves shooting. Like she's not like she's not really like a girl's girl. And that becomes very obvious (laughs) later. And (sighs) this is where I respect her because she made the first move. And it was what a fucking move it was. Like... Everybody, everybody doubts that she actually said this, but I sure like to think she did, you know? Like, I hold out hope because, like, here's the thing. People say it's too good a line. And I'm like, mm. I'm like, but you don't understand that, like, British aristocracy have essentially been trained to be this way. Their job is to network and to, like, essentially, like, blow smoke up each other's asses. So, like, it's all about how you're connected to people. It's all about how your family knows this family and, like, your family history's here. Like, it's all these things. So I really think she could have said something like this, and it would make sense. Are you ready? I'm ready. She apparently joked, my great-grandmother was the mistress of your great-great-grandfather. I feel we have something in common. Yeah, that's, that's fucking sick. <laughs> like, like that's... Nailed it. Nailed it. I would also fall in love with her immediately. Also, how do you, how do you respond to that? Well, apparently he laughed really hard and was like, and he was like, oh, like, because like... Imagine something scandalous. (laughs) It was exactly because, like, imagine you're the prince. Everybody's super careful about what they say around you, and then this fucking like girl in pants walks up and is like, "You're like your great grandfather and my great grandmother boined, and like, how about it? Like, like that's (laughs) awesome. Want to want to recreate history? (laughs) Yeah. Like she's like she's like, what about you and me? Like that's cool. Like, that's a cool girl move. Like, she she kind of reminds me of, like, and this is such a wild comparison I need you to know. She kind of reminds me of, like, the Megan Fox effect. Mm. Where it's, like, the girl who's not afraid to say, like, like you messed with the wrong witch. Like, like not afraid to say this something fucking so off the wall that everyone around her is, like, I must have her. Yeah. Like, her keep speaking. 
yeah they're like let women talk and like but and so that begins like their their relationship and they begin dating each other and like it's very clear that charles is like is so fucking enamored with her like he wants to marry her that's really clear to everyone she however is in love with two people um, which I'm like, if only polyamory existed back then. Then she could ruin multiple people's yeah, lives. Yeah, she could ruin everyone's <laughs> lives, thank God. But like, so she's in love with Andrew Parker Bowles. And her, so for context, her maiden name is Shand. But I just like Camilla Parker Bowles, so I'm just going to call her that. Basically, she's in love with Andrew. And, um, and also, I need you to know, everyone has the same name. Oh, sure. Oh, and Andrew Parker Bowles. Guess who he dated before Camilla? Diana's older sister. No. Okay. Princess Anne. Oh, okay. Charles's sister. I was guessing it was going to be somewhat incestuous on no, that be, Well, it's yeah. because they only have 10 people to fuck. There's like, only there's 10 only ugly 10, white people in yeah, the Yeah, the there's only of... 10 ugly white people with the most fucked up teeth you've ever seen in the world. I'm going to have to Google a young, uh, young, young Camilla. Camilla oh, it's bad. She's also not very good looking. Like, compared to Diana especially, I feel like it's like, girl, I would also be worried. This like, is a podcast where we are going to judge people for their looks. 100%. So if you're not uh, cool with that, uh, get the fuck out. Yeah, unsubscribe. Click that dislike button. <laughs> All right. Camilla Parker Bowles, 1970s. Yeah. She's, like, she looks like, okay, I the thing about her and Charles is that it's two freaks. Like, I'm going to, I'm going <laughs> to, no, I'm going to tell you that right now. It's too weird. Don't, now don't make me root for them. No, it's weird in a bad way. It's like, do you remember in high school... That nerd couple that was, like, so into each other and, like, always grossly, like, physically affectionate. Yeah. That, like, oh, ever- yeah, no. Do you know I... what I mean, though? Like, that's them. I'm feeling it and I'm seeing it. She does look like she was born old. Yes. No, that very much is her vibe. But, like, they're the they're the nerd couple that everybody's like, ew. But they're so into they're like each other. The people who were, like, the first ones to lose their virginities in the whole school. But it's just because yeah. they were, like, so weird that they could only fuck each other. Exa- no, that's exactly what it is. That's exactly what it is. So the reason, the primary reason the royal family is not okay with Charles marrying Camilla is because she's not a virgin. Oh, I'm not yeah, kidding. this whole thing. And Di- oh, I know you're not kidding. Yeah, and Diana was. Yeah, didn't they examine her? Wasn't she like one of the last ones to get the whole, yeah. a doctor's gonna tell? Yeah, and it was, it's weird. And basically, like, they knew Camilla wasn't a virgin, so they were like, it's not proper. Um, And then... Rode too many horses growing up rode too many horses growing up i mean that and I mean, boys <laughs> both um horse boys <laughs> but like basically charles gets deployed because he joins the navy the royal navy like his dad because he's like dad love me um and so he joins the navy and he gets deployed and l- like long distance just doesn't work for them and so they break up charles is fucking devastated camilla's like sad but like then she's head over heels for andrew her parents announce their engagement in the newspaper. The big problem is that Andrew hadn't proposed to Camilla. Funny. So now he's like, well, now I have to. I mean, that's another way to get what you want. A hundred percent. It sounds like she comes from a long line of people who... Who will just do what they want. Manipulate. No, a hundred percent manipulate mansplain murder. All of the above. Um, Murder? Is that where we're going with this? mm Mm-hmm. Oh, we'll get there. (laughs) Um, But so... They get married. Charles is fucking devastated. However, they remain super close. Andrew remains friends with him as well. Their son, um, his godfather, is Charles. So, like, they remain very good friends, um, and that happens. 
So Diana fears leading up to her wedding day are based on how close they remained. It's, there's a lot of like conflicting stories as to whether or not they were, they were having an affair before the wedding. I think so. And I, a lot of people do think so that like before the wedding, like they did, at least they were emotionally cheating for sure. Mm -hmm. Um, And so Diana does notice these things. So like the March before Diana and Charles' wedding, Charles is going to New Zealand and Australia for like a royal tour. He's going to be gone for a while. And so she, the night before, is like spending time with him and his phone rings and it's Camilla. And Diana says in an interview, she's like, I was deciding whether or not I was going to be nice and leave and let them talk alone or if I was going to sit there. And she's like, and I left. And and I was like, girl, mistake number one. Like, it's not your fault, obviously, but like, that was a mistake. And you run and you pick up the other line. Yeah, exactly. Yes. Yes. You hold down the, I don't know, I'm not from that era. I've only, <laughs> I've only seen this in sitcoms. No, I was going to say, you pull a Mean Girls and you get on the third line. Yes. Like, and yes. you listen. But... So, and she, and she said it, quote, broke her heart. Like, she was, like, knowing that he was on this, because apparently it was, like, an hours long phone call. She just knew. Like, I mean, you do have an intuition. Like, when. Yeah, also, like, what the fuck can they be talking about? Yeah, like, what, like, you don't want to spend your last night in the country with your fiance? Like, you want to spend it on the phone with your ex-girlfriend? Like, that, like, wake up, Diana. Wake up. Like, that's not good. But so, later, like. She she goes back to her um so like she goes to the airport with Charles to say goodbye to him. And there's this like really iconic photo and video of her like crying as she's like kissing him and saying goodbye. And everybody's like, oh my god, like she loves him so much. She can't bear to let him leave. And she like later is like, no, I was crying because I knew he was cheating on me. <laughs> like Jesus. she's like, I was crying because I was really upset about the Camilla thing. Yeah, and it's also because like if he's getting he's going off to be in the military, it's like you can't confront him about Oh, no, that. he's not going oh. to the military on this one. He's just going on a tour. Oh, sorry. He's in New Zealand. Blah. But, like, no, it's like you can't confront him Yeah, you him can't, there. like, start a huge fight the night before. Like, no, and she's Di- just going to have to sit with that. Well, and at this point, Diana's not confrontational. She will get very confrontational later. But, like, at this point, she's still a very shy, like, 19, 19-year-old. I hope she starts knocking glasses around like a cat when they're angry. <laughs> just but with fine. royal heirlooms just like slowly oh, like making eye contact, just across the room stolen gems just oh. like eye contact and inching it like a little closer off pissing the table. on all the rugs and she's pissing on she's the pissing rugs. on those rugs yeah so like she she's like i can't like i can't confront him so she's like crying and everybody like all the newspapers are like the romance of the century and like and it's i can't imagine how pissed off you'd be like reading those things and being like nope and just like helpless because like if you say anything to the contrary, like, you automatically frame oh, you'd be, yourself as the villain. Well, and also, you'd be, like, assassinated yeah, yeah, by the royal family. Like, no, you literally will. Yeah, you literally will <laughs> die. Um, but so, the the craziest thing to me is that when she gets home, there's a letter on her bed. And it's from Camilla. And it's a letter to Diana congratulating her on the engagement and being like, let's do lunch while he's gone. And Diana goes in good faith and is like... She said that it was fine and that it was, like, friendly. And she was like, but I was really, I was getting really weirded out because she was asking me questions. And she said the question that, like, really got her was uh, Camilla asking, you're not going on the hunting trip in a couple months, are you? And when Diana says no, she says, good, I just wanted to know. Scoping out her territory. And I'm like, that is the most 
girl, dial it back. Like, that's so obvious. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Like, this woman is so weirdly confident, and then she gets so weirdly shy about it later. Like, Mm. Camilla makes no sense to me, and we'll get there. But, like, the day after that, she, like, or day or so after that, she is, like, in her bedroom or something, and there's, like, a bodyguard or whatever. And he's messing, he's, like, putting a package away for, for Charles. And she's like, oh, what's that? A worst question you can ask in this regard. And he's like, eh, you know, it's it's nothing. And I'm he's getting like, Love Actually vibes already. Very much. And so he, he's Alan Rickman. He is. Oh my god! And she's, like, she's. I'm a. T- I've looked at life. <laughs> from the it's a Joni now. Mitchell album, but like, <laughs> so. It's a bracelet. Oh. And it's engraved with the letters G and F. Which girlfriend? No. <laughs> He's asking Camilla to be his no, girlfriend. No, it's gnome friend. Um, but like, no, it's so. He's like, "Will you date me? Yes or no?" <laughs> um, <laughs> um, it's their nicknames for each other, which oh, are. Gross, no, I remember this. Oh, fuck. yeah, which is Gladys and Fred, um, from a surrealist radio show that apparently Charles and Camilla loved to listen to together called The Goon Show. Um, <laughs> Gooning and gooning and baiting at the show. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> they're so go- really they're gooning is- and baiting on the radio. <laughs> it really is all falling into place with like the weird the weird kids in high school. Cause, like, oh, hundred percent. Like it's just it, a it's so boring. Like it's a nickname or an inside joke. It's like it just doesn't seem funny. It seems like it's not the most like, interesting thing that two deeply boring people could come up with. A surrealist radio show. Like well, and like. So some of the complaints later from Charles about Diana is that she wasn't, like, academic enough for him. Oh, And that God. she wasn't, like, as cerebral as him and Camilla. I'm sorry your bouncy 16-year-old wasn't <laughs> Who loved a to dance. Like, yeah. Well, and also the thing that you have to remember is that, like, she went to a boarding school, and the boarding school was more about, it was more of a finishing school. So it was, like, she was learning to cook, she was learning to dance, she was learning to do these things. She wasn't necessarily being taught any academics. Like, she was primarily being taught, like, how to be an appealing lady. Like, that's a finishing school. And so, you know, like, and he was like, oh, she doesn't love my poetry that I love. Like, because, like, apparently on their honeymoon, he brought books to read out loud to her while they were together alone. See, in some circumstances, could find that hot. But it's like... Not him. I, f- him. I forget the author, but it's one of his favorite authors who I looked up later and was like, I would actually kill myself. Like, it's like, it's like super hyper, like, academic... Let's be honest. Ponderings. It was like, probably some racist shit. Oh, I mean, Charles is a... <laughs> I'm not going to get too into it because, like, again, I could be here for hours. Charles is straight up an eco-fascist. Yeah, like, I mean, you're saying Mount Batten earlier. Was that not the... The Nazis? Nazis? Yeah, okay. no, they it's were the, the Nazis. Nazis. Listen, I've watched, like, two and a half seasons <laughs> of The Crown. I know some things. Some of us have finished it. I'm not <laughs> saying that those people are better than others. Some of us have short attention spans. <laughs> some of us... I mean, you know this about me. I will watch anything to do with any messy royal family or, like, messy, like, ancient family line. And that's where you get the content for this pod. A hundred percent. Just wait until I get into the popes. Just wait until I get into the popes. As an ex-Catholic, it's my right. But, in, like... Into the Yeah, when I get How inside... Deep when I get inside the pope. You're gonna make him a little puppet. I'm gonna... I'm gonna teach that man how to see God. Crawl up <laughs> inside him and excommunicate Biden from his body. Oh, As a bit. As a bit. But, like, for real. As a bit for real. As a bit, but for real. Like, it's real yeah. and it stands. Yeah. Allegedly, allegedly, allegedly. <laughs> um, but so, like, 
she finds this bracelet and she immediately knows what it is. Like, because she's heard them call each other Gladys and Fred before. Like, she knows the context of the of the nicknames. And later on their honeymoon, this, I would be irate. They're, so they're stuck on a yacht with, like, hundreds of other people. For their honeymoon. Like, when you want privacy and you want to be, you want to bone alone. Don't you want like, heirs? Well, don't like, you want male heirs? Don't you want male heirs? But it's like, don't you want to fuck your bouncy little bride? Yeah. Like, like that didn't you be the didn't one you thing ma- you wanted her for. Well, I'm like, didn't you marry her because she was, like, bouncy and young? Like, why wouldn't you want to fuck her? And, like, like, they have to change outfits, like, four times a day. Like, it's so formal still. And she can't leave. She's on a yacht. Like, she's stuck on, like, a, she's stuck in an, a finite amount of space with this Horror man. movie scenario. A hundred percent. What if you like, get over Stimmy? <laughs> Just catch me rocking up, rocking back and forth <laughs> at the dining room table. That's a nightmare scenario. I would never, like, I would never take a cruise. I would never go on a yacht. Like, I that just doesn't seem appealing to me. They're at dinner one night, and he's like, you know, cutting something, eating something. <laughs> and Diana looks over and notices his cufflinks. Oh. Uh-huh. And his cufflinks are two C's intertwined. And she describes them kind of like the Chanel C's, but different. And she immediately knows. Like, she's like, it, my gut, I knew. Like, it's Camilla. So she she turns to him and she's like, those are from Camilla, aren't they? And his response is, so what? They're from a friend. Cool. Cool. The gaslighting begins. The C stood for cool, cool. Yeah. <laughs> cool, cool. Like, chill, cool. <laughs> like, it's, but it's just like, you can already smell the gaslighting. You can already, like, you're getting these, like, like these tastes of, like, the dismissal that's coming later. Sure. Because that was Charles's like fucking MO was like dismissing her, making her feel crazy. Be- because the other thing that you have to consider about Charles is that he doesn't know any different. He is the royal heir to a dynasty family. Like this man does not know how to be normal at all. Like, and he does not know how to take any form of criticism, even though he's getting it from his parents all the time. Like he doesn't, he doesn't know how to take it. He can only give it. Mm-hmm. And so after this, she also sees two pictures of Camilla fall out of his journal when he's when he's unpacking. And this is like... This man seems like <laughs> the worst person on earth at having an affair. Yes. Well, because he wasn't even trying to hide it. Like, yeah, that's no, I'm like, sure. That's the crazy thing. Because the other thing that you have to remember about the royal family is that even up until this point, it was expected that you would be having an affair as a man. Okay, like France. No, but I'm not kidding though. Like that's the crazy part is like they you were expected to be f- like fucking multiple women. Like cuz that was just normal. Like it was just the thing that happened with royal families, which I'm like Even I, then, I, I was like but it doesn't see like here's the thing. Like no girl like every cheating scandal I've read about that's like a royal family cheating scandal or like a like a royal cheating scandal the women's never like the woman's like never thrilled. Like she's never like happy about it or like understanding. Hippie. She's like well, she's never happy about it. But, like, it's just, like, it's... The men are always, like, what? This is just how it's always been. But Love I'm, like... It, what? <laughs> but it's, like, has it? Because every woman seems really unhappy. Like, it just... I, I don't get it. I, I don't get it. I feel like even in those scenarios, too, there's probably, like, a bit of, like, a butt... Like, a literal honeymoon period. <laughs> yeah! And, like... That's what it's there for. It's, like, the <laughs> couple of years that you stay monogamous before you start cheating. A hundred percent. Like... Well, and, like, he claims, so, the claim is, and there is, apparently, people do believe this, is that, like, after the wedding, 
his his physical affair with Camilla stops. Babe, I was just jerking off at these pictures of my ex-girlfriend <laughs> in my journal that fell out on her honeymoon while wearing gifts that she gave me, okay? I wasn't actually touching her. The journal has, um, like, Mr. Charles, <laughs> like, Parker Bowles on it, and, like, hearts. The other men's last names for some reason. <laughs> like, he's just, like, dreamily writing it on the front of his journal. Triangulation and, like, of desire. Listen. Are we saying that it could happen? No. So let's go back to the present. In 1984, um, for about four years, three-ish years into their marriage, um, Charles and Camilla rekindle their relationship and begin a physical affair. The couple are both still married to their spouses. Um, and in 1995, in an interview for BBC One's Panorama, Diana famously said, there were three of us in the marriage, so it was a bit crowded. I love that quote. I, dude, I was like, cunt. Like, she served it on it. She, is she proud to serve it? She does have a way with words and, like, saying exactly what she thinks and exactly what she feels. Yes. And, like, the most, like, clipped, polite, just, like, uniquely British bitchy way, which I do 100%. Respect. Well, and the thing that I, the thing that I was trying to describe her accent to Yudi the other night because, like, I was talking about how I can't stop thinking in it. And I, I think I nailed it. I think I fucking nailed it. She's a even more posh Kira Knightley. Oh, like that's okay. that's exactly what her accent is. Because like, I I was listening to it, and if I close my eyes, I can hear Kira Knightley. Like it's it's so crazy. I do love some Kira Knightley in this household. We're queer, of course we do. <laughs> like of course we love <laughs> Kira Knightley. One of my first crushes was her weird like like stern face and Pride and Prejudice. And then Mr. Darcy came in, and I was like, I'm bisexual. Like, <laughs> 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 I was like, got it, got it in one. Obviously, by this point, the couple has grown uh, quite apart. Charles is jealous of Diana. And Do they her... have any kids yet? Yes, they have two. Okay. So she gets pregnant six months after the wedding. So before even a year of being married, they have William. Okay. Um, and then Harry comes very soon afterward. Um, and Diana makes it a point to say in her interviews that um, Charles Charles was really happy with that William was a boy. He wanted a girl really bad mm. for the second one. And Diana... Wanted to fuck him up. And Diana was terrified because she knew Harry was a boy. She had seen it on the scan. And um, apparently the first thing he said when Harry was born was, oh, God, it's a boy. God, it's a redhead. <laughs> apparently he did, like, men- he was like, yeah, he's got red hair. Yeah, I'm sure that the old Brits have some weird stuff about that. Well, and look at him now. Dressed of- up as Hitler. Like... <laughs> You know, <laughs> like, maybe there is something to that. It's, you know, like, I can't imagine. And she said, she said that the minute she heard him say that, the marriage was done. Like, she was like, I emotionally disconnected after that. Fair enough. Which, like, no, totally fair. Like, because, like, as, for somebody who loves kids as much as she does, like, you can, when you see videos of her with her children, like, she's so happy. Mm-hmm. Like, she, you see her, like, run to hug them. And, like, she's. She's not stingy with physical affection, which, like, pissed off the royal family so badly. As I'm like, sure. They're like, what do you mean you're not neglecting your children? <laughs> like, how are they ever going to... Well, that's how we do it here. That's like, how they get character. <laughs> that's how they build character and get ready for the throne. And so the heir and the spare are born within, like, two years of them essentially being married. It's, it's fucking crazy. Like, she just, like, it's like, it's bam. And 
Charles... podcast sponsored by Spare, now on Audible. <laughs> I do, I did consider listening to it for a brief second, and then I remembered that quote about his mom's perfume, and I couldn't do it anymore. Oh, yeah. I was like, mm, I don't want to hear about a man who, like, triangulates his desire about his mom to his <laughs> wife. Like, it's super weird. Like, it's so weird. So, yeah, they have two children very early on into the marriage, um, and so... You know, like, she takes solace in the fact that, like, you know, like, obviously she's, well, and so within this period as well, um, she's having a really hard time. And she, at one point, tries to surprise Charles and, like, kind of rekindle things. And so um, there's this, like, big festival that, like, the royal family goes to and, like, you know, sometimes they'll perform, like, he and Diana had done, like, a comedy thing the year before, and it had gone over really well. Um, and what Charles didn't know is that she had planned this big surprise for him at the Royal Ballet, where about halfway through the show, she's like, oh, I, have to, I have to use the powder room. And, like, gets up and goes, and then she appears on stage, and she does this routine to Uptown Girl by oh, Billy Joel. can we please pause? Yeah. Because I bet he fucking hated it. Uh huh. Oh no, she was getting attention and doing something like fun. That's exactly what happened. Yeah. Was like the public ate it up. Like she's a wonderful dancer and like it's a Billy Joel song. It's Uptown Girl. Also, is, it's this, a... is this filmed anywhere? Yes, you can find oh it. Oh my God, I'm going to have to watch this. Yes, please. It's so fun and she does so good and like you could tell that she's having so much fun and like what a what a good thing that she does to be like, this is my surprise to you is like I'm going to like I'm going to dance for you and like do this thing that I love and like do it for you and he's like how dare you steal all this attention like he literally like ices her for yeah, the that's rest like of the night trademark abuser mentality yeah it's 100% and so and of course it goes over really well <laughs> at this point diana begins her own affairs in the marriage which i'm like i have all the sympathy in the world for her. Yeah, she like, gave it her last shot and he rejected it that is like and essentially... she's already being cheated on yeah. like and so i'm just like she can't cheat on somebody who's already cheating on her. Like, that's my mentality. Their marriage is a sham. Uh, yeah, it's a sham marriage. And so first was a bodyguard of hers named Barry Albert Manakee. That's fun. Yeah. Which apparently she was really in love with. Aww. Like, he he was really kind and, like, she she was really enamored with him. Like, she talks about having a crush on him and, like getting all, like, blushy and, like, flustered when he was, like, her bodyguard. Ooh. Um, which I'm, like, I fucking see the appeal of that. Like, this dude's, like, protecting it. It's, like, every fan fiction ever. It's just he's so big and strong. Where, where he's, like, I'm the princess's bodyguard and we've fallen in love. Like, there's it's just, hot. like, no, it's hot. Um, unfortunately, she's not really good at hiding her affair from the royal family. Um, this is, like, the famous quote from The Crown um, where they're, like, Kensington Palace uh, has a revolving door. Like, that's, like, the quote that people say about it. Which is, like, fuck you. Like, Charles is not even trying to hide his affair anymore. Diana will leave, and, like, ten minutes later, Camilla's car will pull up. Like, it's that kind of shit. Unfortunately, the rumors get back to the royal family, and they fire Barry. Um, And then it's really fucking sad. In 1987, he's killed in a motorcycle accident. And Diana's, like, really heartbroken. Um, That's essentially, like, what also, like, kind of ends a quick affair with somebody, I think. But people believe he was assassinated by the royal family. Either that or the Brits really can't drive. I know. Well, so, yeah. So he, everybody thinks something suspicious happens. Yeah, Um, I would not surprise me. Yeah. And so 
the next affair that she has does last until 1992. It's from 1986 to 1992. It's James Hewitt. Um, they break up when he is deployed to serve in the Gulf Wars. Um, and apparently she would send him, like, naughty magazines. Like, damn. she'd send him, like, Playboy and stuff. And I was like, damn, girl, okay. <laughs> but they break up and then he She goes... loves a man in uniform. Le- oh, my I'm God. i a theme here. A theme here. Well, a theme here is authority figures. And that strikes back to daddy issues, I think. But but when he was her bodyguard, was she technically, like, his authority? Like, maybe a little, a little maybe a little femdom. <laughs> Oh, well, I, w- I wish, but I think it's the idea of him being a protector. Yeah, I'm sure. Um, I But I'm like, girl, with that jaw, you could have had any woman you wanted. Like, I, but I'm just and saying. And man, like, at this point in history, man, she was so popular and famous, she literally could have God had anyone forbid anyone be bisexual. <laughs> but, and they killed her for that. And they uh, they were like, die bisexual. Episode over. <laughs> Episode That's over. cast. Yep. So, Diana ends up confronting Camilla. And... It's so cunt. Like, so it happens in 1989. So they've been married for about eight years. Here, Taylor Swift was born. Oh, oh. resident Swifty fact. <laughs> I know nothing about Taylor Swift when I think about it, actually. She was born in 1989. That's why the album's called that. Oh, that's right. I forgot about that album. Actually, no, it was called 1989 because it was the year that um Diana confronted, confronted. <laughs> It's an entire concept album about that about, one interaction yeah. from... Um, every player's uh, point of view. A hundred percent. song, different PVP. Person. Yeah. Um, POV. So what happens is it's, they're at a party together, the three of them. And Charles kept being like, are you sure you want to go? Are you sure you want to go? Like he was doing that like nervous thing where you like, where you're trying to convince somebody to not go. Cause you don't want them there. And Diana, who's not fucking stupid, like knows that that's what he's doing. And so she's like, no, I'm going. And so they go, and she's like, she's like, yeah, like, later on into the night, I look around the room, and I'm like, where are Camilla and Charles? Um, and so she's, she starts to go down into the basement, and everybody's like, I, you shouldn't. I wouldn't. And she's like, no, I'm going to. And so she goes down there, and they're, like, on a couch just, like, talking, which I'm, like, boring. But, yeah, like, fuck already. They're talking, and she she's like, Charles, can I talk to Camilla for a second? And he's like, ugh. And, like, Camilla's like, ugh. And, like. This is where Camilla gets really shy. And I'm like, own your shit. Yeah. Like, I don't have... Also, that's so typical. Yeah, but it's just like, I just don't have any respect for somebody who pulls that kind of game with men. And then the minute, like, a girl is like, hey, you're kind of a piece of shit. They're like... And then I feel like so attacked right now. Yeah, like, where it's just like, it's like, say it with your chest. If you're going to do it, you need to be able to say it with your chest. Like, you know, like, I'm not saying she should be like, yeah, and I'm fucking your husband. What? And what? Like, she should be like... Like, she shouldn't be trying to hide away or be this, like, wimpy little, like, worm. Like, fucking grow a backbone. And so Diana says, I know what's going on between you and Charles, and I just want you to know that. And uh, Camilla apparently said to her, you've got everything you ever wanted. You've got all the men in the world who fall in love with you. And you've got two beautiful children. What more do you want? Guess what Diana says? I want my husband. I want my husband, you, you bitch. bitch. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I, that, like, that was implied. I'm like, you should have said it, girl. But like, even though like, he's not worth it. He's not <laughs> worth this. But then she said, uh, she kind of walks back the like, I want my husband thing. And she says, I'm sorry, I'm in the way. Which like, oof. <laughs> and then she says, it must be hell for both of you. Uh, but I do know what's going on. Don't treat me like an idiot. 
That's such an interesting way to approach that. I know. But the the other thing that you have to remember is that this is Diana recounting this. So this could be fabricated or it True. could be exaggerated. Did we ever get Camilla's POV? No, she does not ever talk about the affair, really. Like, she... And that's why she would have fit in great with the family. She doesn't no, want to talk to the press. A hundred percent. Like, it's on paper, Camilla's kind of the perfect woman for this. Mm-hmm. Like, that's the weird part. But so obviously the marriage is falling apart. Um, Diana's bulimia has become extremely severe. Suicide warning. She tries to kill herself five times in the span of this marriage. One of one of which is when she's three months pregnant with William. Oh. Um, and and again, this is all from Diana. So I'm going to choose to believe it because this is somebody recounting their traumatic experiences. Apparently, when when that attempt happened, she she confronted Charles and is like, "I'm super unhappy." I need you right now. And he's like, oh, you're being dramatic. I'm going to go hunting. So she's like, if you do, I'll throw myself down the stairs. And he's like, bet. And leaves. So she does. And apparently the queen sees her do it. And the queen's like freaked out. Like the queen is like, the air. And like, <laughs> like, like it's like um, uh, Damien and Mean Girls where he's like, <gasps> like with the crown. Like that's her literally with like the baby in Diana's stomach. Like it's so, it's so weird. And, you and do have like a weird amount of power right then like I would you I would so just buy much. a pistol and anytime anybody's annoying me point it right at that tummy just like I'll fucking do it a hundred percent well side note like I it, said no pickles I said no pickles like it reminds me a lot of like uh in Baldur's Gate 3 there's a character <laughs> shut up there's a, there's a character named Gale who um he has to consume magic items or he'll explode and I'm not kidding <laughs> And, um, like, literally at any con- inconvenience, he's like, what if I just blew myself up? Like, which I'm like, that's so relatable. Like, that's such a re- relatable content and why I romanced him. <laughs> but, like, it's it reminds me of that because it is, like, you do have all the power in that situation. Like, you're like, for a time. For a time. But it's like, it's only three months. Like, she's got six more months. Mm-hmm. Like, and this is a critical, like, that's a critical time. Like, uh, the baby could really die quickly in that era. Like, and so he comes back apparently and, like, this is really like a lot of podcasts say that this is fake because the servants are like, well, he took care of her and like called the doctor and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, the servants are paid to say good things about the family. Do you guys not know that? Like they are paid off to say those things and to make him look good. You think he's personally picking up a phone and calling anyone? I don't think he knows how to use it. An anecdote to prove that right. He literally had his outfits picked out for a trip and he didn't like any of them. So he called back his valet to go into the closet and pick more options for him. And Diana said, why can't you cross the room to do that? And he said, well, he's being paid to do it. Yeah, exactly. That man's like, not lifting a finger That man's to not lifting anything. a fucking finger to do anything for anyone. And so, like, you know, she makes multiple attempts. She, like, at one point takes a lemon peeler and just, like, goes for it. Like, it's... Like, yep. And That's she, like the most... Yep. And she, like, she takes, like, a letter opener. Like, she she tries many different ways. And, like, she talks about it later, and she's like... Sorry, when you said lemon peeler, I was oh. thinking, like, a zester. No, it's like a... It's... <laughs> I was like, I, I love you, girl, Ooh, but that's... I was like, that's not, um... <laughs> that's a saw trap. It's just, like... I was gonna say. It's just not... What's the word? Um, Quick? It's, yeah, it's not quick. Let's land on that it's, it's one. It's not quick. Okay. That's a very painful way to do it. I'm glad that my mind finally caught up with your words because <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like she, she, tried, she zested herself to not death. to make light of anything but but the, like the mental image in my brain was not going to great places no no no. i, I totally understand but like no like a peeler okay um which yeah. ooh, probably God. very sharp probably not super sharp um she takes like a pen knife off of his table like oh. it's it's really fucked up and like so like 
for a normal person at this point, you would have been put in an institution or somewhere where yeah, and do you somebody know... could have helped you not harm yourself. I, I want you to guess what the ro- how the royal family treats this. Ignores it completely? Not quite. Okay. They medicate her. Ooh. They put her on Valium. Ooh. Which she is vehemently against because her mother has a Valium addiction. Yeah. And that doesn't solve the problem. No. The depression is not coming from in from in the the call's not coming from inside the house like it's it's environmental like she's she's being made to be miserable by mm-hmm. people around her it's not it's not an internal problem i mean yes obviously there are some internal problems because she has an eating disorder but like yeah. but also exacerbated it, by stress and a hundred percent and also also she's pregnant and like her belly's growing she already she continues her bulimia while she's pregnant Can like you even be on valium while you're pregnant i don't know <laughs> Doctors, I'm not a doctor. Doctors, science side of Tumblr, weigh in. Yeah, call in. <laughs> um, so uh, she's not taken to any therapists or anything like that. So eventually Diana invites Andrew Morton, who's an English journalist, to come to Kensington Palace to record secret interviews revealing everything. That's cool. He compiles it into a book called Diana, Her True Story. This is released in June of 1992. They're not divorced yet. That's crazy. This fucking explodes because Diana says that she had nothing to do with it. <laughs> I love it. And Andrew Morton says she has nothing to do with it. They 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 collaborate and say that they had that he just wrote it and had a source inside the palace. Uh, okay, but it ex- everything. It's everything. So she's like trying to like lay the foundation for her getting the fuck out of there. Yeah, without her straight up having to make the first move by publicly trying to get a divorce. A hundred percent. She's, well, because the queen has to grant them a divorce. Sure. Which is not, total sense. Which is not going to happen. Like, and so she starts being like, well, I'm going to fucking, I am going to just, I'm going to bomb this whole marriage. Like, I'm going to make him so miserable. Like, you know, it's, it's somebody who's so miserable that she's at a point where like, I'm going to make everyone around me so miserable until I leave. Like, because I'm going to annoy everyone and make everyone feel like shit until they let me go. Which is like kind of the only way she can get out of there. Like like that's a straight up hostage situation. Yeah. Like it's, it's her being like, okay, how do I maximize damage? And like, so she, she does that. Um, it's bad. It's really bad. Um, People start questioning whether Charles could be king. Um, people start questioning the legitimacy of the monarchy. Um, like, it's, <laughs> no, it's crazy. Like, people go insane. And, like, and Diana's like, I had nothing to do with it. I had nothing to do with it. Um, all the while, she's sitting there, like, I, I, she has, like, <laughs> she's, like, a joint in one hand. And she's just, like, watching it burn. After her death, Morton does release the tapes and is, like, Diana's my source. Um, and he changes the book title to Diana, her true story in her own words. Gotcha. Um, and it's really hard to read and listen to. Um, the queen asks them to give it six months. After her death? Or... No, 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 no. Um, oh, the marriage. The marriage. The marriage. The marriage. The marriage. She's like, give it six months. And I'm like, oh, girl. <laughs> We're... We're well beyond reparation yeah. at this point. Give us six months to plan how to murder you. No, kind of. Like, that's, <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if that was part of it. And Listen, so, the British libel laws can't get us here. No, they can't touch me here. <laughs> We're overseas, bitch. <laughs> I don't live in the UK anymore. What are you going to do? Get on a boat? What are you going to do? Put some bees on Python, eh? Like, <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, God. Anyway, 
So te- attention's reached as their zenith. And um, some of the, f- <laughs> it's equally the funniest and saddest pictures you'll ever see. Their last international tour together is, guess what country? Is this when they were somewhere in Africa? No. Okay. This is uh, where some of the junk rumors come from because their last oh. tour together was South Korea. She left her soul there. Um, they're in South Korea and apparently they are so visibly mis- like miserable that all of the journalists start nicknaming them the glums, which I love. <laughs> I'm like, journalists can go straight for the jugular. I like, especially like British tabloids. Holy shit. But like, so um, everybody knows, like everybody knows this is done. And um, in December of 1992, the House of Commons announces that the couple are separating. Normal, can I just say, normal uh, governmental system. Yeah. To have, like, imagine if Congress was, like, Jill and Joe. <laughs> Dr. Jill Biden. They both still love you very much. <laughs> this is a mutual, don't worry, this isn't your fault. It's like the Speaker of the House American of people, it's not your fault. Yeah, being like, yeah. Barack and Michelle, they just, they, they just really couldn't, tried to make it work for you, They kids. just couldn't hack it. Insane way to run a government. No, crazy. But so, um, they announce and they say, quote, this decision has been reached amicably. It wasn't, but okay. And <laughs> reader, it wasn't. <laughs> reader, narrator, and he was lying. And they will continue to participate fully in the upbringing of their children. Uh, the palace also makes a statement saying that there was no third party involvement in the decision. <laughs> and everybody's like, that's a crock of shit. Like, we know, we know why they're getting divorced. This has been a third party marriage. A hundred percent. Oh my God, third party marriage, new band name called it. Um, <laughs> So post-divorce revelations is what I call this section because um, some very embarrassing things happened to Charles in this period. And I'm like, I ate that shit up. And I need you to know, like, this is where my secondhand embarrassment shot through the roof and I ascended to a new plane. Okay. Because I listened to this. In January of 1993... (sighs) British tabloids released transcripts of a secretly recorded and spicy phone call between Charles and Oh, I, I remember this. But I don't remember the content. I just remember, like, it was... I need you to, like, prepare yourself for what's about to be said. On a scale of that body of yours is absurd. It's worse. It's worse than that. Um, They redact most of the explicit parts of the conversation. <laughs> um, I really want to put my beep in your beep. And just beep all around in there until you fucking... But so um, I'm going to read you. Well, so, okay. This is called Camilligate is what they call it. (laughs) However, that's what like more reputable places call it. The actual thing that all the British public was calling it was Tampon Gate. If that gives you any indication as to what is about to be said here. And for context. I really don't. I really, I'm thinking of Fifty Shades of Grey. I forgot about the tampon in that. Yeah, there was a tampon in that. Yeah, he rips it out. Yeah, I, I read that on the floor of Books a Million with my sister. When we were, like, both in middle school. My senior year, um, my school went camping for the first three. I went to alternative arts high school. Um, the first three days of camping were camping in the woods in Olympia. And um, my cabin mates and I were all like really good friends. And we spent every night reading it aloud to each other and like die laughing. Because, like, at this point, like, we're art teens. Like, we've read crazy shit. And, like, one of my friends was at 18 working as a dominatrix in high school. And she was, like, and I'm not kidding. And, like, she literally was, like, dying. Like, she was, like, this is the funniest shit I've ever read because this is not at all how this works. What do women like? Um, um, their tampons ripped out? Their, their tampons ripped out and growling is apparently what women so are super into. Um, so... 
So I, I want to preface this because the British tabloids really took it out of context. And I, and I will give them that. Like, they, they played it up like this nasty thing that he said when really it's more of a, a weird couple joking with each other. Sure. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's, yeah, they, you, they were like. You say weird, you say weird you, shit. You say weird shit when you're, well, and when you're in love with somebody and, like, you've been in love with somebody since you were, like, in your 20s, like, and you're now in your, like, thir- like late 30s or Whatever love is. Whatever love is. <laughs> um, <laughs> that's the new tagline of our podcast. Welcome to Welcome Home Cheater. Whatever love Whatever is. Whatever love is. But so the the British tabloids are really running with this idea that like he's into this, but it's not really what that is. God, it would make him so much more interesting if he it, was. He would be far more interesting if he was into this, but like it's so much more blasé than this, but like it's also still weird. Like it's two weirdos joking with each other. So Charles, oh God, I'll just live inside your trousers or something. It would be much easier. Camilla, what are you going to turn into? A pair of knickers? Oh, you're going to come back as a pair of knickers. And he says, oh, God forbid, a Tampax. Just my luck. She says, you're a complete idiot. Oh, what a wonderful idea. Charles says, my luck to be chucked down a lavatory and go on and forever swimming round at the top but never going down. Camilla, oh, darling. Charles, until the next one comes, though. Camilla, oh, perhaps you could just come back as a box. Charles, what sort of box? Camilla, a box of Tampax, so you could just keep going. Charles, that's true. Camilla, repeating yourself, oh, darling, I just want you now. Like, that's their foreplay. That's their dirty talk to each other. It's giving, like, when you have your first high school relationship and you have to text every 30 seconds, so you're yeah. just, like, filling airtime, and then you just end up taking, like, weird trains of thought way yes. too far. Yes. You're just like, yeah, and if I was if I was a tampon, what would you do? If I was here right now and I was your tampon, what would you do? Would you flush me down your toilet? <laughs> would you still love me if I was a worm? If I was a tampon... In your vagina. In your hole. Would you still love <laughs> like, me? If I was you plugging you up, would you still love me? Like, I don't know. The only thing that seems particularly, like, potentially kinky to me is this the initial thought of like what if I was really small and in your pants like well, does he have a being small fetish I think there's got to be a word for that right like what like the like oh what if I shrunk I feel like minuscule a, yeah there, thing. no it's definitely a thing like I, weirdly enough I think it's like okay I may be wrong about this because I genuinely like genuinely and I'm saying this I don't know a lot about this <laughs> like, I just need to preface this I think it's a hentai thing Oh yeah, no, it's like a no, it's a Vora thing too. Oh shit, I forgot. It's like, what if, if I got really tiny? What if and, and you, you swallowed, swallowed me? <laughs> yeah, yes, yes, and yes. And you yes. swallowed me. <gasps> Anti Vora, shove oh me up your vagina. Oh my god, it's kind of a weird like just put your penis there. Like it's mm-hmm. just like a weird like tra- his transference is so weird. Yeah, but like the British tabloids run with this, and they're like, he's so he wants to be her tampon. What a fucking freak! <laughs> and it's like. Well, yeah, but also, like, that's so clearly a joke. Did they get, like, sued <laughs> for using a brand name? <laughs> <laughs> they were like, um, you didn't pay us. <laughs> Weird tampons. <laughs> brand loyalty. The preferred brand of tampon for Prince Charles. <laughs> like, honestly, that could have been a fucking sick ad campaign. They could have really spun it. But this was, you know, this was back in the 80s. Like, they weren't ready for that level of, they weren't we ready weren't for that We weren't viral level. marketing yet. No, we weren't. Listen, the girlies today would run with that. <laughs> like, <laughs> if that happened in 2023... Tampax would quote tweet it with like yikes <laughs> and like yes. a little blushing oh, oh my god the public is obviously like also outraged because this recording comes from the middle of his marriage with Diana so 
everybody makes the connection that essentially this means that Camilla was cheating on her husband and Charles was cheating on his wife. To fix this, what do you think Charles does? Lies. No. Kills himself. I wish. (laughs) He allows a crew to make a documentary about him in 1994. Such a funny response. And, um... It's like the... I don't know, early 2000s rapper scandal response. Yeah. No, 100%. It was so weird. How do you think the public reacted to that? Not great, because I bet it was a fucking dull documentary. It was offensive. I'll tell you that right now. So the public, uh, his public opinion tanks even more after this, because <laughs> um, he finally admits to cheating on Diana with Camilla in it. Oh my god, he was like, um, what's the show with... Uh... Who is it? Is it Jada Pickett Smith? Like the red oh, table? Oh, the red table. They yeah. They invented the red table. They invented the red table. Well, and also somebody who can't stop talking about things that they shouldn't be talking about in public. He then says that he tried in the marriage until, quote, it had become irretrievably broken down. Us both having tried. Mm-hmm. You tried? You really did? Yeah, he super tried. Um. After this, this is when Diana's 1995 famous panorama interview happens where she says that the, there was three of us in the marriage. Um, there's a lot of drama around that uh, interview because basically the interviewer um, whose name I f- fully didn't write down, um, it's something Martin, um, he he claimed that he was paid to, there's like a lot of like, he basically faked all his credentials to get the interview. Like, he faked bank statements paying, like, from Diana's dad paying him for the interview. Like, it, basically, he, like, convinced the Spencer family that he was doing this, like, legally and correctly. The BBC had an inquest afterward because of it. Because, the basically, it came out later that he had fabricated all this shit to get an interview with her. Um, and that it was, Weird. like, his journalistic integrity. Like, his career is in shambles now. Mm-hmm. Because, like... Uh, his reporter like credentials were essentially stripped because like he obtained it through nefarious means um and diana thought it was all good to go Mm. um just another person taking advantage of diana super cool um after this so during this interview she details her unhappiness her eating disorder distress her own affairs she basically confirms everything that was in the book and um about a year later the queen is like fine you can divorce (laughs) Um, Because they've been separated, but not divorced, essentially. And, like, the queen is like, fine, fucking fine, do it. Diana only gets a year of freedom before she dies. It's really sad. Sad. Um, Some might say sad. Some might say suspicious. Suspicious. Well, so that's where, okay, that's where me talking to your mom, my mom, and my grandma came in. Did you ask them if they thought she was murdered? Yes. And I asked them kind of if they remember the day that it happened and, like, what they felt. Mm -hmm. My grandmother was like, I didn't care. Like, my, so my, my grandmother's from, from Gloucester, Mass. And she, like, she was like, I was raising kids. Which, she wasn't. My mom had me. I was born. <laughs> like was busy doing something. I was like, all of your kids were grown, Roberta. Like, no. And so she was like, but, like, and then it was so funny because then she spent the next 30 minutes, like, telling me everything she knew about the royal family, which was a lot. And I was like, so you did care. You're well, just pretending was, like, not to care. a monoculture back then. I think that's why my mom knows everything about, like, every scandal that happened throughout the 70s and 80s. It's just, like, without the internet, well, we had, like, a couple dozen streams of entertainment and information. So, like, everybody's just going to kind of have to 
and the news cycle was so slow, it was probably all you heard well, about for so long. The, I think the funniest thing about my grandmother doing this is that, like, she was giving her opinions on stuff. Like, she was like, she was like, well, he's a bastard. Like, she was like, <laughs> she was like, and, well, and also she's getting ready for bed and pouring herself a gin and tonic, so I'm sure, like, that's part of it. But, like, she... Friend of the pod, Bobby. Bobby. And she was like, and she was like, she was like, Oh, and that Camilla. Like, she was just, like, going on. Which I was like, okay, so you did care about it. You're just pretending not to care about it. Yeah. But then the I'm gen- above that all, but here's all my But opinions. also, here's my thoughts. And my Nana also was like, yeah, I didn't really care. I just, like, I felt... They both were like, I didn't care. I just felt really sad for her kids. Mm-hmm. And I was like, cool. Okay, I get that. Both of our mothers kind of had the same response, which I think is... Because so mine and um, Audrey's mom are really close in age as well. My mom was like, oh, I was really sad. My mom was like, I was really sad. And she was like, and I was immediately suspicious. And I was like, oh, I love you. Like, my mom fucking gets it. Like, and I was like, you are a girl's girl and I love you so much. Um, and then your mom was like, your mom was like, I was really sad. Because um, apparently your grandmother loved Diana. Probably. Like, like she was like. Short haired queen. Yeah. Like, your mom said that your grandmother really loved her. And so I think that's probably where your mom's devastation also came from. Mm-hmm. Is like, you know, like, oh, my mom really cares about this person. So, like, it's sad. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, only a year later, Diana and her lover, Dodi Alfayed, are killed in Paris on August 31st, 1997. And the world mourns. It's really awful. I learned something new about this that I had no idea about. How long do you think they were together before they were killed? I feel like it was probably short. 30 days. Ooh. 30 days. They were not together very long. And, like, I feel like what I, w- what I knew about this, what like, people were like, oh, she was so enamored with him. Like, that was her, like, true love, blah, blah, blah. She- no. No. He was going to propose to her, and she said she was never going to get married again. Because, and this is so fucking crazy to me. Like, I, this is one of those things where, like, I started digging into this and I was like, oh, yeah. Like, I got really excited because if you look up, like, lists of her boyfriends and her affairs, there is one man who's not listed. They were together essentially from, like, right after her breakup with James Hewitt to um, the, the 30 days before her death. She was in love with a doctor from Pakistan. Okay. And he, they were together. He was not interested in fame at all. That's why he's not listed in anything, is they kept it super low-key. He had a one-bedroom apartment. Like, he was a heart surgeon. He was really dedicated to his work. He had no interest in her public persona. He, like, apparently she would, like, go over and, like, wash his dishes for him or, like, cook dinner after he was done with surgery. Like, they had a really normal relationship, and she was super in love with him. And the reason they don't get married is because she's not Pakistani. And his mm. parents are like, we really like you, but it's not, that's not going to work out. So her real love is not Dodi Fayed, who's like notoriously kind of a piece of shit. Like, if you look him up, like, he, he's like a huge, like, he's a slut. <laughs> which like. <laughs> which we don't shame. No, we don't pod. shame. Get your shit. But like, he also has some like sketchy business practices. Um, he's the owner of Harrods, which is like a really um, she-she department store in England. Mm-hmm. And like. He had this, like, huge vendetta against the British family because he, they wouldn't give him citizenship. And, like, so his whole family was super anti-royal family. And that, I I think that that's obviously playing into this in some regard. Um, And, like, yeah, apparently he was going to propose to her and she was like, I don't ever want to get married again. And I'm like, queen, literally my mom, like, my mom, after my parents divorced, my mom was like, I'm never going to get married again. And I was like, yes, queen, love that for you. But, like. 
that sucks that she she died with that like and she died I mean at least she died when she was kind of in the honeymoon because like one of my favorite things that they said Mm -hmm. in you're wrong about was they talked about how they were like essentially on a sex vacation which they were like you know it's the stage of the relationship where like you get to know each other and then you go on a big sex vacation and like yeah no I like totally and so like at least she died like getting it you know what I mean and god let's just hope he was good at it let's hope he was good at it but that is essentially you know like the funeral is really sad to watch um and uh in 1995 right before this happened um Camilla divorces her husband and she officially gets with Charles and um after Diana dies they go public and everybody fucking hates them (laughs) including the queen who, like, does not attend any of Camilla's birthday things and shocked the nation when right before she died because she told Camilla that she would never, ever get the title of queen consort. She would get princess consort. Mm -hmm. She shocked the whole world when she was, like, basically right before she died, she was like, okay, you can be queen. Quote, unquote, she died? Yeah. You mean mean the period of, like, six months when she was already dead and they forged her signature on something, probably? Yeah, they were like, (laughs) how do we, they were like, how do we, how do we get revenge on Lizzie? Yeah. Before they put her on the, uh, the big crane that spins around super fast so everybody can see her at once. (laughs) I love that video. But yeah, that's essentially Charles and Diana. Damn. I do love The Crown. I'm going to say it. Like, I love boring TV. <laughs> it is not a boring show. Oh, uh, the later seasons are very boring. <laughs> That's true. There, there, might, there might be a reason they only made it through uh, two and a half uh, yeah. seasons while I was I can only in listen. College. Well, it's like I can only listen to, like, upper crust British people pretend to have problems for so long. Mm-hmm. They don't have real problems. So to watch a show where they're like, where, like, she's, well, because like, the other thing is that, like, Philip cheated on Elizabeth. We yeah. can say that. Like, Matt Smith, with his no eyebrows, was out there <laughs> on boats with other women. But he, okay, Matt Smith fucking killed it. Like, he oh, did he was such great. a good job. He was so... Claire Foy, too. Like, yeah, oh, her. God. Like, they just all did a really good job. But, like, it's so, it's so, like, them being like, oh, my heart, I, I can't have opinions. I'm the queen. I'm, I'm a symbol of this nation. I'm like, okay, and I what? want to do my Christmas address on the television and not the radio, and everyone says that that's too modern. And everybody wants to burn me at the stake for it. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, but it's just like, I'm like, you don't have real problems. My grandfather was a Nazi. My grandfather was a Nazi, and my husband's, I think I can't remember if it's his grandmother or his mom, Alice, is pretending to be a nun and is actually in severe psychosis. <laughs> like, I, like that, okay. I want that to be how I go out. Like, I, like... Everybody has an aunt, like, uh, <laughs> Everybody has an Aunt Alice. Like, but it's, like, it's one of those things where it's just, like, you guys don't have, like, you have so much taxpayer money funding your lifestyle. Thank God not mine. <laughs> Thank God not mine. But, like... Funding other worse things. But I did go to, um, I did go to their palace in Edinburgh. Uh-huh. I went to, um... Oh, is that, like, their country home? <sighs> yeah, it's the one that, um... Oh my god, why am I forgetting the Hollywood House. And mm. um everything every corner I turned, I was like, oh, like this is where like a royal assassin hit. Like, cause like everything's stone. <laughs> like, no, because it's like everything's stone and like gray and sad and weird. You and, don't like, want to be assassinated. Stop building houses that stop are. Stop building easy houses to get with not nooks to and crannies. Like, like there's nooks like, and crannies with castles are asking for it. These seem cooler than they are. 
there's a reason they weren't huge that uh the uk wasn't huge in the visual arts uh <laughs> renaissance yeah why they steal everything instead <laughs> of crafting their own it's because there's no imagination but like like yeah i was like walking around and i was like okay cool uh, another tapestry of an english fair scene like okay like i was like oh neat a garden that has like straight lines mowed into it cool Call me when you can do curves like Versailles. Like it's well, but it's just like it's one of those things. Call where me when like, can you do an American crop circle? <laughs> yeah, call me when you get the UFOs coming. You ever seen a corn maze? You, <laughs> you ever gotten lost in a corn maze? You ever gone to a haunted corn maze? Those fuck. <laughs> like, but I'm why just, doesn't the Queen build a haunted corn maze outside the palace? Why don't they do a Buckingham Palace like scary maze? Like, do it through the halls. Have her corpse on display. That would be so skewy. Like, like display all of the ro- let people into the royal mausoleum for halloween sick that would be fun i would love to do that if like this podcast ever makes it international we're gonna get very roasted by uh a <laughs> we're gonna get british banned. contingent oh we're gonna get banned they're not gonna <laughs> talk to us like it's it's not gonna happen and now charles is king charles is king and i heard they're putting him on the uh i almost said rupee but that's the pound indian no. They're, oh, they're putting him on the loony. I was like, it's... Was like, the Canadian loony? I think they have to put him on the loony, because they're still a commonwealth? Yeah, they're a commonwealth country. They still they still swear fealty to I the I saw queen. a tweet that was, like, showing the um, the sample of what it would look like, and it was displayed on a giant coin, and the caption <laughs> was, like, uh, what Prince Charles's face will look... Or what King... What? Quote. Air quotes around King. <laughs> what King Charles's face will look like on the loony, and somebody quote tweeted it with just, like, looks a little too big. <laughs> Because <laughs> it was like a like hundred times the size prop coin, and it, it got me. I love that. No, I love when people don't take that shit seriously. Like I love when people clown on that. Well, because like, okay, how am I supposed to take this man seriously as king when I know that he's made jokes about being a tampon and a woman? Like I like I can't like, and not even in a feminist sexy way. Like not even in a not even in a not feminist, even like a subby little. This may be a controversial hot take. I would have been more accepting of it if it had been kinky. I would have been like, okay. Like no, otherwise it's just kind of a not so funny joke. Well, it's just like it's just like two people like I said earlier, it's two like posh British people who think they're the funniest people in the room. If you're gonna be kinky on the phone, be kinky on the phone. Like just like say weird shit because like people are gonna like people are eventually like public opinion's gonna swing the other way and they're gonna be like that's a feminist. Like, like, do you know what I mean? Like, like everybody, the pendulum swings and everybody forgets. Like, it's it's why cancel culture doesn't exist. Like, bottoms up and the devil bottoms up and the devil laughs. And with that, I think that's our episode. I think that's the pod. Well, thank you for listening. Um, once again, this is Welcome Home Cheater. I'm Elm. I'm Audrey. Thanks for checking out our first episode. Hopefully bringing you more soon. Yay! Okay, bye!